0: you're listening to the direction for life podcast we pray this episode blesses you we'd love to connect with you visit us at rdci.info or on facebook at right direction church international also follow us on instagram twitter and tiktok at the rdci we hope you enjoy this broadcast
1: you can't go over. i can't believe they came to church looking like that i'm glad they came to church now, I'll be honest. We were talking about this the other night. I have a pre- I was raised in another generation. I was raised in a generation where if, if you were a gentleman, you didn't wear a hat in public places. Okay? Now, hats are part of the style. Everybody wear hats. Okay? I'm not going to keep you out of church for not for wearing a hat. I'm glad you're here. Okay? And, and ladies, when you come in and, and, and you got something this low, okay? Just understand, one of the sisters may give you something to, to, to put over it because they think you might get cold. <laughs> they don't want you to be too cold. <laughs> so we got people here give you stuff to warm you up. because you know, the air conditioning might make you cold. You may come here and look like, listen, I just want you to come. And we're not gonna let those things be barriers to anybody, amen? We're glad you're here. If you come straight from the pole to the, to the church, I'm glad you're here. We, hopefully, you, you get something here and you will pole no more. Somebody said, what's the pole? Don't even worry about it. If you know, you know. <laughs> Bob said, be careful how you treat people. We can be treating angels and not being aware of them. So, the question might be asked. Uh, From New Living Translate, that verse says, don't forget your hospitality, stranger. For some who have done this have entertained strangers, entertained angels without realizing it. So there can be angels around us and and we not realize it. You see that from the Scriptures. So the question is, how many angels are there? First of all, church tradition, theological tradition, biblical tradition, and I I keep using the word tradition, because I've studied the Scriptures. You all know I've studied the Scriptures, you know? it been a lot of time studying I'm full time. I'm a full-time as a pastor. I need to spend great time studying the Scriptures. And so I've studied the Scriptures, and we've often heard that when the devil, before the foundation of the world, was expelled from heaven, he took a third of the angels. Now, I really can't find that in the Scriptures, okay? I can't find where way it says specifically there was a third. There's another Scripture talking about God said, I'll bring forth the third part, but... You can't, but, but that's the tr- church tradition that a third of the angels went. So the third of the angels who were original spirits, ministering spirits, now are demons, okay? They're demons. But if a third of them was taken and sided with the devil, then two-thirds of them are still on the Lord's side. So if we just go by that simple math, For every demon, there's two angels. Look, if somebody say, there's more with us, there's more with us. Now, I I just want to be conscious of that. I want to be conscious of that, that every time you think you're being tormented by a devil or demon, I got at least two angels who are fighting for me. Oh, glory to God. And you know what we got to say? There's more with us than with them. But how many angels are there? Well, let me give you an estimate, okay, at least in generic terms, Revelation 5.11. Revelation 5.11, it says, Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels. How many? Many. Many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was how many? Ten thousand times 10, and thousands of thousands. <laughs> oh, Jesus. John said, I see it, but I can't put a number on it. The only thing I can tell you there is 10,000 times 10,000 and then thousands of thousands. Man, if you understand, there are thousands upon thousands, 10,000 times (laughs) 10,000 angels who are watching over you, who are fighting on your behalf, who are trying to bring you to your wealthy place, who's fighting for your peace, who's fighting for your wholeness, who are fighting to hold back the will of the enemy against your life. You just got to be more angel conscious than you are demon conscious. Now let's take a little stroll through the scriptures here. It was angels that helped Lot and his wife get out of Sodom and Gomorrah. Genesis 19 and 15, it says "And when the morning rose, the angels hastened Lot. Come on, let's get up out of here. Saying, arise, take your wife and your daughters who are here, lest you be consumed in the iniquity of the city. So now angels came to rescue Lot and his wife, and his family out of the city where the judgment of God was coming. A lot of us, were not aware of this, but it was angels that led the children of Israel through the wilderness. Exodus 14 and verse 19. It says, and the angel of God, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the pillar of cloud went from before their face and stood behind them. So God had an angel that went behind them so the enemy couldn't run up on them. Pharaoh and his army was determined to go after them, but they're going to drown in the Red Sea because there was an angel that went behind them. My God. In Isaiah 36 and verse 7, we read there that an angel killed 185,000 Assyrians in one night to defend Israel. There was this King Sennacherib who who came against God. People said, who is your God that he can stand against me? Do you realize how big my nation is? How many soldiers we have? How much artillery we have? And God said, you won't even need to fight this this battle. God sent an angel and he killed 185,000 of God's of the enemies of God's people. Many times we're not aware of this, but I know we read the story about Shadrach, ha, Meshach, and a bad Negro. <laughs> we heard a preacher preaching here. Yeah. A bad Negro. But it was an angel that assisted them. Daniel three twenty-eight. They are thrown, okay, into the fiery furnace. The next day, Nebuchadnezzar runs out to see how toasty are they. Verse 28 says, Then Nebuchadnezzar, Daniel 3, spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has done what? He sent his angel, and he delivered his servants that trusted in him. So now my faith got to come in operation. He delivered whose servants who what? Who trusted in him. So I got to be in the midst of the fire. And say, God, I still trust you're going to take care of me. I still trust you're going to deliver me. I still trust that no weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. I still trust that every tongue that rises up against me, is going to be condemned. I still trust I'm coming up out of this thing. I know it looked bad and it's feeling mighty hot in here, but I still trust you're going to deliver me. Angel, God said His angel has delivered his servants that trusted in him and has changed the king's words. I know there have been some words against you, but God will let those angels change that word and the curse will be reversed and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any God except their own God. Not only that, but in the same book, if the, if also because there was a weapon that looked like in the temporary, it was prospering, there was a scheme, a plot against Daniel because there was an excellent spirit in him, and because he was promoted, and before was because the king preferred him over everyone else, now there's, there are those who are jealous of him, set up a trap for him, and Daniel ends up being thrown to what we know as the lion's den. But Daniel 6 and verse 22, I'm reading this from New Living Translation. He shows up the next day expecting to see pieces or just bones of Daniel eaten by the lions. But what happened? Daniel 6, Daniel says, my God has sent his angel to shut the lion's mouth. I'm prophesying God going to shut some lion's mouth. Come on every, every tongue and mouth that's trying to devour you, that's trying to hinder you, that's trying to stop you, that's trying to set up a, a snare against you, that's trying to keep you from being promoted, that's trying to keep you from increasing, that's trying to ruin your influence, that's trying to, trying to destroy your reputation. God's going to shut the lion's mouth. Hallelujah. Somebody shout shut his mouth God. God sent his angel to shut the lion's mouth so that they would not hurt me. For I have been found innocent in his sight, and I have not wronged you, your majesty. He said, I didn't even need to fight for this. God will let it be seen that I am his child. When Jesus was hungry after being tempted in the wilderness, we read this in other places, but we read it in Matthew, the fourth chapter. And after he had survived the temptation of the devil, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, turn the stones into bread, cast yourself down from the pinnacle of the temple. If you bow down, all of the kingdoms of the world I will give you. And he was hungry naturally. And after he defeated the devil by just standing on the word of God and resisting him, the devil fleed, but now it says and but then it goes on to say Matthew 4 11, new living Then the devil went away and angels came and took care of Jesus The King James said angels came and ministered to him. I was sharing this with, with, with my wife uh, Last night and, and, and I said tell me about the time we got angels ministering to you and she said I remember years ago I was feeling overwhelmed uh, the kids were young, and we had a lot, lot going on, and I just feel like I couldn't take anymore, and I was, I was totally exasperated and and exhausted. She said, and I remember I'm sitting in the room. She said, and it was something I never experienced before. She said I felt a hand on my back. She said when I felt that hand, she said I just felt strength come into me. She said and I knew this was something different, and she said and and I. I believe God sent that angel to strengthen me and to encourage me in that situation Look at somebody and say God's gonna strengthen you that you can keep on going I know you see I know you feel exasperated single, exhausted But God will send angels glory to God to keep you going. Don't you give up? Don't you cave in don't you quit allow God to send angels to strengthen you and to minister to you because they are ministering spirits Let's not forget, Herod had succeeded in killing James and it pleased the people. His, uh, his approval ratings went up among the Jews after he killed James. Peter hadn't done anything to him. He didn't really have an issue with Peter, but the religious people did. And after he saw that his, his, his popularity went up after killing James, the Bible said that now he's determined he's gonna kill Peter. And the Bible says, when Peter was about to be killed, when he's about to be summoned and called for to be killed, Acts 12 and 11, but now God sent an angel and delivered Peter from prison. Peter, remember, angels unaware. Peter didn't even realize what was happening. Something hit him and said, come on, get up. And he walks through four quadrants of soldiers. And then Acts 12 and 11, it says, and when Peter came to himself, when Peter realized what has happened, he said, "Now I know for certain the Lord has sent His angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod, and from all the expectation of the Jewish people. What you think is going to happen to me is not going to happen to me." Oh, the color purple ready had come out, and I was reminded. Glory to God. All these, all these quotes I've been using for all these years. Now you young people ain't seen the color purple. You're gonna be able to relate to what I'm talking about now. You won't see in the movie that this they say what you try to do to me is already done to you. <laughs> Kept me from the expectation of the Jewish people. There are people that's expecting you to fail. People expect you to give up. Oh, my God. There's people expecting your marriage not to work. There's people that's expecting your career to plummet. There's people who are expecting that your business will fail. Oh, but God can send an angel and stop the expectation of the people, and they won't even know what happened because you may not even realize what happened. Acts 27, you hear me preach about it all the time. After many days, neither sun nor moon nor stars appeared. And the only guidance they had, they didn't have satellite, they didn't have GPS system, they didn't have map quests. a, a, A soldier had to know how to look at the stars and determine what part of the earth that they were and which direction they were going in. But now you can't see the sun by day, you can't see the moon by night, you can't see stars by night. And the wind is blowing, the ship is falling apart, and it looks like we're all gonna die. But some type of way, even though he was a prisoner on the ship, Peter Paul gets away with God by himself. And by the time he comes back, he got an answer. Oh my God. Sometimes you got to steal away from God. You don't know what to do. You don't have strategy. You don't. You don't know how you're going to get out. But I dare you to spend some time fasting and praying and ask God to give you strategy, show you what to do. God, give me the situation. Let me have Your mind about this situation. And the Bible says here in Acts in Acts 27, it says that after that he stands forth. He says, and and the the angel of God, he says. The angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, have told me, you're going to be all right. You must preach before Caesar. And so you need to understand that many times God has angels to make sure you fulfill your destiny. You didn't catch that. I know this is against you and that's against you. Don't look like you have the resources, but if God got a plan for you to preach before Caesar, no storm is going to take you out. Oh, somebody say, by faith, I will not die in this storm. I know you're going through a storm right now. You can't see. I know winds are blowing, but the prophetic word to somebody in this place today is, you will not die in this storm. Oh, take courage, my soul, and let us journey on. For the night is long and we're so far from home, but thanks be to God, hallelujah, the storm is passing over. The storm is passing over. Somebody need to receive that today. The storm is passing over and you will not die in this storm. Oh, I'm I'm feeling my, my tradition rise up in me. Feeling my storm clouds may rise and strong winds may blow. But I'll tell the world, wherever I may go, I found a savior, and he's sweet, he's sweet, he's sweet, I know. Glory to God. Come on, somebody say, I will not die in this storm. God gonna send his angel to protect me. sit down sit down so one of the reasons that no weapon that's formed against you shall prosper is because God ain't got angels to help you it's not always because you're so holy not only because you're so gracious but God just loves you like that oh Jesus are you glad that he loves you like that the devil would have taken you out if He could, but the Lord loves you like that. By this I know that you favor me, that the enemy has not triumphed over me. Second Kings sixth chapter. I'm done here for today. The second Kings the sixth chapter. Elisha has been revealing the secrets of the enemy to the king of Israel. So the syrian king says i got a traitor among me there's no way me and my generals are planning these attacks out and they the enemy always seems to have the advantage over us remember what the scripture says we're not ignorant of his devices god was giving them inside information and elisha was saying listen they're going to come down to the east so y'all go west they're coming north so y'all head south. They're coming northeast, so y'all head southwest. And so the enemy was not able to, to succeed in any his plans against Israel, and, or, or I believe it was Judah, the people of God. And so the king says, I got a spy among us. He said, no, 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 no. King, is not one of us. We promise. We're all being loyal to you. They got this prophet down there in Israel. And he knows what's going on even in your bedchamber. That's what the Bible says. I believe he stopped thinking about the war. He said, he see what's going on in my bedroom. Y'all know probably some freaky stuff going on in the king's bedroom. He said, he know what's going on in my bed. He said, now that's just too close for comfort. Let's go down there and get that prophet. So the servant of the prophet of God goes out in the morning, walks down the driveway to get the morning paper. I, I just got to say it the way I was pitching. Opens up the mailbox, departs to get, I don't have one of those in my neighborhood no more. They, they, I don't know why my neighborhood, they don't have one for the paper. Yeah, they, charged, they I had to fight with these people about They would charge me for paper I never got. I said, I ain't paying this. They said, oh, you're going to pay it. I said, no, I ain't paying it. Now, y'all ain't gave me a paper in a year. You're going to tell me I owe you a year's worth of papers? Anyway. He goes to get the morning paper and he looks up and he sees thousands of soldiers all around the hilltop surrounding this prophet's house. And he says, he runs out and says, Alas, man of God, how shall we do? I'm in 2 Kings 6 chapter. Alas, my God, what shall we do? What are we going to do? We're overwhelmed. It looks like it's over. They're going to kill you and they're going to kill me because I'm serving you. I ain't even done nothing. And, uh, and the, the prophet says to him, 2 Kings 6 chapter and verse 16, he answered, do not fear. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Now, we can rejoice over that scripture as a result of this message more than you should have been able before. We know at minimum, there's two-thirds of the angels that are on our side. We know that the angels of God are 10,000 times 10,000, and thousands of thousands. So I don't care how many soldiers seem like they are around us from the enemy. They are, he says, I want you to take comfort that they are more with us than are with them. And, and the prophet says, one, two. And then he said, Do you see what I see? I just put it together. Christmas time, got to work it in. Okay. One, two, and it's more with us than with them. I'm just estimating. 10,000, 20,000, 30,000. It's got to be at least 100,000 soldiers. And it's more with us than with them. Verse 17, Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he might see. Now, he was not physically blind. What he really prayed for is what, is what uh, uh, Romans, the 12th chapter calls discerning of spirits. Let him see into the spirit realm. When he saw into the spirit realm, God opened up his spiritual eyes. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses of chariot. These are, this is God's army. These are angels full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. So you need to understand this, pull all this together. God's angels did not suddenly appear when Elisha prayed that God would open the eyes of his servant. I believe they were there before the enemy soldiers even got there. It's not that he said, Lord, open up his eyes and they may see. One, two, three, help us see. Abracadabra. Let angels come. No, no, they were there all the time. We're not always conscious. That don't mean they're not there. Come on, say, I have the advantage. Now, it's something about knowing you got your posse with you. You know, you know, when you're, you know, I, I told y'all, I ho- hope, hope, uh, hope y'all ain't here because I'm, I'm still a little traumatized by, by the Jenkins family. But when I was in the projects, you know, people think they're bad. And somebody messes with somebody, man, I'll do something, such, get in a fight, and folks say, man, man, let's take him. He's a Jenkins. We're like, oh, okay, Jenkins. We all knew you didn't fight one Jenkins. If you fought a Jenkins, the whole Jenkins clan, they were from South Carolina too. I don't know how many did it. We, we knew that, cause we used to wait for the summer to come. Cause when the summer came, the Jenkins went down south for the summer and we had peace in the valley at the projects. <laughs> Lord be glad when summer comes, those Jenkins go down south, Lord. But you, you didn't mess with one Jenkins. When you mess with one, the whole family can, and it, it can be random. You walking down the street, all of a sudden, bam! Said man, what's wrong? You messing with my cousin? Well, I don't even know you. You are your cousin. When that happened last month. That's why the Bible tells us. It says, "Take not vengeance. Vengeance is mine," saith the Lord. Whatever is right, I'll pay. God knows how to fight your battles for you. Look at your neighbor and tell them, we don't all want to go to prison. Now, some, somebody came to church, right? Somebody just got, somebody got spared a good butt whipping because somebody received that, I ain't going to do it. I'm going to let God fight my battles. I don't know what you're going through, but the Lord just want me to remind you today, you got the advantage. Angels are at your service. We're not conscious all the time, but David would pray this. He said, God, fight with that fight with me. God, I don't know how you're going to do it, but God, I'm, I'm not going to try to deal with this thing on a natural level. And I don't know what you're going through with your family members, with your body, with finances, but the Lord told me to be, let you be angel conscious today. He's going to fight your battles for you.
0: If you love our podcast and the impartation you gain from it, we encourage you to become an iChurch member. As an iChurch member, you'll get access to exclusive digital content as well as an online community and various small group sessions. To find out more, visit rdci.info forward slash iChurch. Connect with us for digital impartation weekly. Join Bishop Herbert and Dr. Marsha Bailey on Clubhouse for marriage, faith, and family inside Kingdom Business Network on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash rdcitv. We stream live services on Sundays at 7.30 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as well as Wednesday at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Ladies, join us for Manifest on Fridays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time.